It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we conclude the sixth annual Locked On Raptors over, under, and prop bet season preview spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi. Yesterday, we dug into over-unders related to specific players and their stats, either ors between two players. Today, we look at team-wide props and over-unders. How many wins will the Raptors get? How many award winners will they have? And most importantly, who's going to lead the team in dunks? That's all coming up on today's episode. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, like when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on welcome to episode number 1262 of locked on raptors for tuesday october the 18th i'm your host sean woodley of uh, post touches my new Substack. you can check it out there i've also been covering the toronto raptors for now nine seasons uh, it's nuts it's crazy and six of those seasons have been spent with these two jabronis digging into over under and prop bets for the toronto raptors as we uh commence part two coming up here today before that a reminder you can find me on twitter at woodley sean you can follow or subscribe to the show follow rate and review on all your favorite podcast apps for free we are also on youtube for free you can just hit the big red subscribe button there and support the show that way it's much appreciated as it is appreciated when you make us your first listen each and every day all right big v sahal you're back it's part two we don't got to give you the introductions everybody knows who you are by now big v's the guy who wins all the time sahal's the guy who's won once i'm the guy who's never won this stupid thing in the five years it's now existed so six times the charm baby all right <laughs> Are you guys ready to dive on into our second round of over and unders to preview the Toronto Raptors season? Let's do it. I don't know why I asked the question. You guys are here. Obviously, you're ready. It was a silly, bad (laughs) bit of hosting on my part, but that's fine. All right, let's dive in now. You could just end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's dive on in now to the very first over-under we have for today. Again, team-focused mostly on these ones after going player-heavy yesterday. The Toronto Raptors to make the All-Star game. The over-under has been set at 0.5. Last year they had just one in Fred Van Vliet. I will put it to Vivek first. How many, uh, who do you got over-under here for Raptors making the All-Star game? Again, the line is 0.5. Yeah, I'll take the over. I think 
at the very least, Pascal Siakam will make it. And then if they are on pace for 50 wins or more, there should be a second on board, whether it's Fred or Scotty remains to be seen. But uh, I feel pretty confident that at least Pascal will be there. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. So, Hall, where are you going with this? Over or under 0.5? Sean, you're usually you make these difficult for us, but I think this one's one of the easier <laughs> ones. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I think a Raptor gets in for for sure. Um, and just like I said, if the team does well enough, they could get two. Um, and I'm not sure who those two would be. I mean, the obvious choice for that first guy would be Pascal Siakam. Um, but that second guy who would come in could be Fred. I mean... We've been super high on Scotty. It could be Scotty. I mean, people people have been – we talked about it in our first episode how you compared Scotty to LeBron James and fun that we were having because Raptors Twitter has been having so much fun. But um, who knows? It could be too. But I think guaranteed we get uh, Pascal uh, if he's healthy um, in the All-Star game. So I agree with you guys. I'm going with the over here. But let me defend my setting of the line at 0.5 for just one hot second. It's not a guarantee that the Raptors are going to get an all-star this year. The Eastern Conference is extremely good. And you've got, just to run down like obvious names, you've got Giannis, you've got probably Chris Middleton if he can get back healthy in time. Maybe he's out. Maybe it's a Pascal situation. Either way. Maybe Drew Holiday gets in there. He's very, very good, as it turns out. Uh, You've got the two Jays on Boston. You've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and maybe Ben Simmons if things go really well for the Nets. Probably two of the three at best. Probably just one, all likelihood. But still, Kyrie's hanging out there. He gets lots of votes because lots of freaks like Kyrie Irving. Uh, You've got Jimmy Butler. You've got Bam Adebayo. You've got... Oh my God, Joel Embiid, James Harden, the Cavaliers guys. Maxie, you've got Mitchell, Mobley, Allen, and Garland, two of whom made the All-Star game last year in the East, Donovan yeah. Mitchell made it in the West. Uh, it's a loaded field, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, all guys who have made All-Star games before. There's a world in which the Raptors don't get lucky here. It's kind of the similar thing when people are talking about where the Raptors are going to finish in the East. I think they're going to finish pretty high, but it's not crazy to suggest they could finish 7th or 8th just because there's lots of very good teams in the Eastern Conference. And so I think because of the loaded competition, the 0.5 is a fair line. That said, going over, baby. Obviously, Pascal's making it, avenging last year where he should have made it and did not. We'll move on to over-under. Number two, the number of players to score 30-plus points in a game. Five players did this last year. It was a very intriguing one to keep track of all season long. Not the crazy success that uh, we had with guys scoring 30-plus in the Tampa season when 10 different players, nine of whom I'm sure don't even play for the Raptors anymore, scored more than 30. Uh, So we've set it at 5.5. Last year, the guys to do it, the obvious ones, Trent, Barnes, Ananobi, Siakam, and Van Vliet. So I guess the question is, will all those five guys score 30 in at least one game this year? And who will join them, if anybody? Sahal, I'll go to you first. Are you taking the over or under on this one? Ah, uh, um, See, now now it's getting a little bit tough, Sean. Um, I'm going to take the over. Thank I have you. All, I, have, <laughs> I have all five starters um, at one point or another getting um you know over 30 points it's just the last guy you know i feel like chris boucher always has two three maybe four of those like crazy chris boucher games um mm-hmm. so he could be another guy um he but missed the his thing opportunity for one last year in the covid game yeah. where only like eight guys played and four of them were replacements and he had a horrible game one of his worst of the yeah. season Turned around from there, but really, as someone who hit the under on this last year and was very mad because I took the over, uh, I, 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 yeah, not, not mad about it at all, at all, I'm totally fine. 
Yeah, I have quite a bit of trust in Chris Boucher. It's just past that. Like, if Chris Boucher doesn't turn out, I don't know about a guy like Otto Porter or, or really mm. anyone else. My hope is that the Raptors do well enough late in the year where they can start resting guys. And who knows? We may get a, we may get a Delano Banton explosion game. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go over. Taking the over. All right. Big V, where are you going? Um, I don't know about Delano dropping a 30-piece, but <laughs> I will take the over. Um, I do think that Chris Boucher came close last season and, uh, he'll get over that hump this season. I think Sean, you and I are on the same page and thinking that, you know, if things break right. He might, uh, squeeze into that sixth man conversation. So, mm. um, I think he'll get a 30 point game. If not, I, I do think Otto Porter is the type of guy that could go off one night and have, you know, seven or eight threes in a game and get to that 30 mark. The Danielle Marshall, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. I want to be contrarian and take the under because I want to get the points off you if you get it wrong. However, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go chalk and say over as well because uh, I think Precious Achua is going off for 30 at some point this season. Like he, he is going to be given plenty of agency to just try some crap out. And there are going to be nights where it goes horribly and he bricks everything. And there's also going to be one night in there where he goes like seven of nine from three and also, mm -hmm. you know, dunks on a center's heads, you know, repeatedly over and over again. Uh, so I'm going to take the over with Precious being my, my, my key to getting that sixth guy. I, I guess, you know, if you wanted to, you could talk about the starters and who might not get there. But it, because guys miss enough time uh, and, you know, it seems like they kind of share the wealth, I, I would imagine all of those guys will have a moment where they score 30 at some point this season. So we don't got to dig too much into maybe one of those five guys letting us down. Hopefully not. I just Because I said that, of course, OG's season high is going to be 29 seven times. All right, let's go now to the next one. Which player leads the Toronto Raptors? In total dunks, the most important question you can ask of any team. This is, of course, really the defining thing of who is the best and coolest player on this team. Uh, last year, this was a tie between Precious Achua and Chris Boucher with 67 dunks apiece. I will put this to myself first. I am going to say, God, <laughs> do I know who I'm going to say? It's tough. I haven't really decided yet. I think I'm going to go with OG Ananobi because he, on a per-game basis last season, was right in the mix with Boucher and Achua. Obviously, he didn't play a ton. I'm gambling a lot on OG here in this uh, over-unders two-parter. And if it goes horribly for OG this season, I am pooched. But I'm putting my all of my eggs in this one basket. I'm going to say OG is going to lead the team in dunks. He's going to end up with, like, I don't know. 70 something along those lines and uh there'll be plenty of close players behind him as this was a very close race last year so hall i will go to you for the uh or sorry who would i go for first uh, i'll go vivek this time big v who you got as leading the team in dunks i'm going with you sean i think it's gonna be OG. damn it i want to change mine now I want <laughs> <a> differentiation <laughs> i can't i can't do it now it's canon i can't change it i've said it so uh, unfortunately here we are but I think Carry the first on. half uh, of this podcast, we were debating, you know, efficiency versus use, usage. And I think mm. OG, I lean towards a bit less usage and higher efficiency. And that's going to lead to, you know, a lot of those dunks uh, that we get to see. And again, on a per game basis, he is probably the lead guy to go with. I think last season, if he would have played, you know, 65 plus games, he would have probably ended up as the leader. Uh, mm. And I am banking on OG being healthy this season. So 
give me OG as the team leader in dunks. Excellent. Love it. Sahal, where are you going? Are you going OG too to keep us all with the same picks through the first three questions and thus <clears throat> making this very boring podcasting? No, Sean, you know I can never do that. I have to make Lockdown <laughs> Raptors the most <laughs> fun Raptors so podcast much. out there. Um, <laughs> OG, I feel like, is the, is the smartest pick. I'll, I'll just say it. I feel like OG is the smartest pick. It's the, it's the per Thank game you. one. And, and I feel like most people are making on OG to be healthy this year. Um, mm. You know, it's weird because OG's had suffered a lot of freak injuries. It's not really like he's an injury-prone guy, right? Mm. He suffered a lot of freak stuff. He had the appendectomy like a few mm-hmm. years ago during the He gets hit in the, the face run. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird for OG. So, um, but like I said, I'm going to make Lockdown Raptors fun. Um, and I <laughs> am going to go with Precious Achua. Um, I Beauty. just think Precious is going to have an increased role this year. Um, and I feel like he's the one guy on the Raptors that tries to dunk absolutely everything. So um, I'm going to go Precious. Um, but if it is OG, hey, it's it's a loss I'm going to be happy with. Yeah, I mean, look, we're talking about dunks here. I, I root for all of them to tie with 100 yeah. dunks and be the leaders on the team, everybody. That would be great. But it's not how it works. Uh, we've got OG, both Vec and I. Sahal has got Precious. We're going to come back on the other side, get to more of our over-unders and prop bets for the coming Raptors season. In the meantime, Sahal, maybe check your mic. I think you have a wonky cable or something like that. Uh, I'll let you do that while I read this lovely message from our friends over at LinkedIn. These days... Any new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Look, one of the biggest things is I hate doing admin. Admin is very hard. It's time-consuming. It's boring. I don't like doing the admin part of things, like, for example, posting jobs. But LinkedIn makes the admin side of things super easy. Then you just add your job, the purple hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors go check them out right now linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nba that's linkedin.com slash locked on nba to post your job for free terms and conditions apply the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on here with your first listen of the day, Vivek Sahal, along for the second part of our annual over-unders and props season preview spectacular. We go into our fourth over-under for the day. This one is total wins by the Raptors against the Eastern Conference. Last season in 52 games against the East, they went 30 and 22. I have set the over at 29.5, and I will put it to you, Vivek, first. What you got over under 29 and a half wins for the Raptors against the Eastern Conference this year? All right, do you have it at 29 and a half or 28 and a half? Oh, I forgot to tell you, the Vegas has been teasing this one up a little bit over the course of the day. Uh, <laughs> this one's up to 29 and a half because I felt 28.5 was too low. <laughs> got it. Right. Um, I will take the over. 
I think okay. there are going to be enough teams in the East in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, and uh, maybe lower on a few teams than some people uh, generally seem to be in the East, uh, aka Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I am going to take the Raptors finishing with the over twenty nine and a half wins in the uh, against the East. And so, Hall, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. Um, I don't know, Vivek. Where's all this hype for Detroit coming from? Like, I get it. They have fun players. Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. Cool. Um, and, and, you know, we'll never root against Casey. But um, I don't know where all that hype is coming from for some I mean, of these they get four tier. wins automatically against the Raptors. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe Detroit's the wrong team for us to be picking on right now. But um, no, I'll be yeah, honest. I'm, I do I'm, think this is like their last bad season. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then that third year leap. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. Um, I just, I think, I know the Eastern Conference, the, the, that top eight is tough. That top eight, top nine is super tough. But I just don't see the Raptors, um, you know, piling up losses against teams like the Hornets, the Knicks, the Magic, right? The Wizards, um, the mm. Pacers. The Pacers, I wouldn't be surprised if they get Wembenyama themselves. So um, I'm going to take the over just because I think the Raptors are going to absolutely demolish those lower tier teams. And then they're going to be competitive with the rest of the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to go with Vivek and take the over. Yeah, so this one's tricky because I think all of the arguments point towards the over here, right? Like last year, they were pretty like weirdly bad against the worst teams and like lost some gimmies to the Magic and the Pistons and some other not so good squads. But they were really, really good against the elite of the East. And even if that kind of like evens out, they're probably going to land somewhere in that 30 and 22 range like they were last year. You know, I do think that I am a little less high on them against the Eastern Conference. And look, I'm trying to thread a needle here with what I'm about to do between this and a pick coming up a little bit later on. But it's a it's a strategic thing to maybe get some points. And I look, I always do these strategic things and lose all the time. So maybe I should stop doing them. But I do think here, I'm going to take the very slight under. I'm going to say they win exactly 29 games against the Eastern Conference. You know, they give some back against the top squads. They get some wins against the bottom of the East. I just think there are fewer teams that you're going to be able to steal wins from in the East than the West, which makes me think at West, they're going to pick up like 10 wins easy against the, the the five or six worst teams in that conference. And they usually play pretty well against the likes of the Warriors and the Suns and the Nuggets and all of them. So I'm predicting like a 22 and eight record or something crazy against the Western conference. And then a bit more of a middling 29, 22 against the East. So uh, I telegraphed what I'm picking for a thing later on, but that's fine. I'm taking the under on this, even though I don't feel great about it in some way, shape or form. My logic makes some sense there. Maybe we'll go on to the next one here. We're going to try to predict the predict that is the Toronto Raptors final offensive ranking. This is offensive rating per NBA.com. The metric we'll be using for this last year, they finished 15th in points scored per 100 possessions. The over under this year, I have set at 14.5. If you're taking the over, it means you think they're going to be better than 14th. So top 14. If you're taking the under, it means you think they're going to be worse than 14th. So 15th or worse. So Hall, I will go to you first. How would you like to go with this one? Over or under 14 and a half as the final offensive ranking for your Toronto Raptors in points per 100 possessions terms. Sean, I'm going to take the pretty confident over. So I do think they're going to be a top 14 team offensively. Um, I think for two primary reasons. I think you have the continuity between the starting lineup 
I think the almost the entire team, save for a few additions that are going to be part of the rotation this year. Um, but I just do think offensively, especially off the bench, this team is a lot better. You didn't have mm-hmm. an auto porter last year. You're going to see, um, you know, an improvement from guys like Preshtachua, some of the younger guys. Um, we've mentioned it, I think, on the first episode, and Vivek mentioned it earlier, about how players like OG, their usage might decrease. Efficiency is definitely going to go up. The the, the high-quality shots guys like OG and Anobi have been getting in the preseason has been huge. And all it took was really just for them for him to hit them, right? So I think uh, the efficiency of this team offensively is going to go way up. Um, and I think it's going to help for them to have two, three, possibly even four guys to rely on, to truly rely on off the bench. Because I think last year was a bit starter heavy. So I'm going to go over. Um, I think they're even going to inch towards top 10. I think they're going to be in that um, 9 to 12 range uh, offensively for the Raptors. Interesting. I am going to take the under myself, just barely. I think I'm going to come in like at 15th or 16th, just about where they were last year. I think they'll get to it a little differently. Like, I don't think their half-court offense is going to be bottom five again. I think it's probably going to be like, I don't know, 19th or something like that. And I think that we'll probably see... Just because their half-court offense is a little bit more effective, maybe a little bit less in terms of the offensive rebounding crashing, which I think kind of padded their offensive numbers a little bit. Um, You know, maybe they dial it back even just a touch. They were so historically high up in the offensive rebounding ranks last season alongside the Grizzlies that it just feels like that's going to be tough to replicate again. I think they'll probably score a little more effectively in transition just because... You know, they've kind of got another year under their belts. Guys are more comfortable. They'll have the right guys running the break. They were not very good in transition on a per-possession basis last year. They just ran up the volume. And so I think they'll be a little bit better there in terms of efficiency on the run and in the half court, but just a little less volume in terms of, like, the the on-the-margin stuff that helped them juice the numbers a little bit. So I'm going to say 15th or 16th. I'll take the slight under. I don't feel great about it. I think there's a world in which they improve. But I also just think there's a lot of really good offenses this year, and the Raptors might, in theory, be a better offense but just at the mercy of there being more really good offenses for them to go up against. Uh, Vivek, where are you at? What you got over under 14 and a half is the final offensive finish. I'm with you once again, Sean. I'm Hello, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I do think offense is going to be an issue for this team once again. Um, I do think they're going to struggle in the half court. It's possible they won't be bottom five, but I do think they'll be pretty bad. and. I'm curious to see if they'll be able to maximize their strengths as effectively as they did Mm. last season in terms of offensive rebounding, um, in terms of getting out in transition, you know, opponents sort of being more prepared for the way the Raptors want to play. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I think they are going to face some challenges offensively. And so I do think it'll be close, uh, as you said. Like, I won't be surprised if they were to finish, you know, 15th, 16th, even 14th, and just sneak into that. Um, mm-hmm. But I will take the under. Fair enough. Uh, we'll move on to our, our next over-under here. This one is on the defensive side of the ball. The Raptors finished ninth last year in defensive rating. I have set the over-under for this year's defensive finish, again, per NBA.com's advanced stats, uh, at 7.5. So, again, if you're taking the over, you think they're going to be 7th or better on defense. If you're taking the under, you think they're going to be 8th or worse. I recall last year, Vivek was on to something early with the uh, Raptors taking a lot of time to get up to speed with their defense and ended up getting the point for this just barely because he baked that in. So, we will go, I guess, to me first here. I'm going to take... 
a pretty comfortable over. I think this is going to be a top five defense. I think they're going to be an absolute monster to play against. And even though their offense is going to not climb in you know crazy ways like it did last year, like like we hope it does, or like Sahal is predicting it will, I still think their defense is going to be so good that it powers them to a very good record, strong net rating, all of that good stuff. Um, I think they're going to be really, really excellent. I, the, like another year, the continuity, they're so bloody long. They have, I think, better rim protection and you know a more seasoned pressure to we know Pascal can do the rim protection thing, and hey, maybe Christian Coloco is like gonna just be amazing and running the floor for dunks and blocking a million shots a game whenever he plays. He looks awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna say a pretty comfortable over on this. They're gonna be very, very good on defense, and I, for one, can't wait to watch it. Uh, Vivek, we'll go with you next. What you got here? Are you going over or under that seven and a half? I'm going over. I think yep. for sure this is going to be a top five defense. I think uh, the continuity and the chemistry that they'll have uh, from last year will have them hitting the ground or uh, running defensively. And so I feel pretty confident in them being a top five defense. And yeah, that's all there is to say about that. So Hall, what about you? Yeah, this is easy. I'm going to go with... Uh, We're all on the over. Shock. Yeah, for sure. There's too <laughs> many good individual defenders and good team defenders on Toronto for them not to be a top five defense. I actually think they have... I may be a little bit of an optimist, but I think they have a chance to be the best defense in the league in this upcoming mm -hmm. season. So um, we'll see. Let me ask you then. We're all on the over here. We're all in agreement. So I guess I set this line horribly. Where would I have had to set the line to give you some pause? Like five and a half, four and a half? Like where would each of you have been sort of like on that sort of in-between line? Four and a half would have been tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been tough. I mean, even five and a half I would have had to think about, but mm -hmm. yeah. Five and a half, I might have just taken the, the strategic and just gone under if you guys went over. But, you know, that's right. just how I roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back, finish up in just a sec, get to our final three over-unders. We got wins predictions. We got playoff-related stuff. We got award season. That's all coming up in just a sec. Just a reminder, Locked on Leafs is available for free on all your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube as well. Uh, it's great. Mike DiStefano, Dave Morissuting, running through the day-to-day -day of your Toronto Maple Leafs who are never boring and have exactly no goalies who I trust or want to see play goalie for my favorite hockey team. But Dave and Mike are breaking it all down for you. Go check him out, Locked on Leafs, for free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, final three, let's go to regular season wins. And of course, we have to bake in a bonus here uh, for getting the exact record guessed correctly. So this is also gonna be, by the way, I should have told people about this. We'll explain it in just a sec, a little more in detail, but you will be allowed to compete this year in the over-unders and Prop Spectacular. It's very exciting stuff. You got a chance to win something cool, stick around for 10 minutes and you'll know what exactly what that thing is. But uh, this is all part of it. 46 and a half is the bet online over under for your Toronto Raptors. I will go to Vivek first, take the over and tell me your exact record prediction for a bonus point. I will say over and they will finish with a record of 53 and 29. Ooh, the Raptors going really high. Good. 
I think they're gonna be really good. I think uh, I believe in what I saw in the second half of that season. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is a team that started 14 and 17, finished 34 and 17, and they finished thir- 34 and 17 in that stretch with Fred Van Vliet shooting 29% from three uh, after the All Star break, with OG Ananobi only playing, you know, seven or eight games after the All Star break. And so I think, uh, you know, if health equals out this season, I, I expect them to be one of the uh, really strong teams in the East. Yeah, I mean, all makes sense. They were uh, very, very good. And also, I would say I got real encouraged by some of the things we saw in the last couple preseason games. Not that the preseason means anything, but I do think that Bulls game in particular, that first half against the Bulls kind of showed off the blueprint of what the offense might look like when they have Scotty in there as like their sort of nominal center. And I was pretty encouraged by the early returns on that. So uh, I am with you. I'm pretty optimistic as well. I will, however, let Sahal take over and give your over under 46 and a half and your exact win prediction as well. What you got? 53 and 29 is is big, Vivek, because that was the Miami Heat record uh, from last season. They were number they were the number one seed, um, and then there was three teams tied with 51 wins from Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly, the second to the fourth seed. So I'm gonna go over, and I'm gonna go 51 wins, 31 losses. Oh, you uh, took mine? Run. What the hell, man? That it's okay, Sean. You can come I haven't with put me. It, can, I haven't put it on wax on yet. It's not canon yet, so I can <laughs> I can change it up. <laughs> you can jump on the wagon, Sean. It's all right. Slide right in between with 52, aren't you? That's 100% what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. yeah. It's a bonus point. I can't go and have the same bonus point guess as someone else. That's True. terrible strategy, True. even though my official canon prediction on the podcast, I believe, is 51. Uh, I guess I'm changing mine now to 52 and 30. Uh, but carry on. You, you were probably going to finish up your explanation there, Sahal. Yeah, I just think the Raptors are going to be much better uh, for all the reasons we named so far um, in this episode. But um, Toronto had 48 wins last season, 34 losses in a, in a very roller coaster season. That was mm-hmm. uh, roller coaster E season. I want to put a little dash Y uh, to that because um, that was bad grammar. Um, and I think they, they suffered from a lot of injuries as well last season. I don't see the same thing happening again. I mean, there's just no way the basketball gods are going to attack the Raptors season every single season i mean from all the way from the covid season till now right yeah, that, that sound you hear is me aggressively knocking on my desk <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah god so yeah i think i think them adding three wins um in a tougher top half of an eastern conference the west is really good as well but again i think both conferences are very top half mm-hmm. um, that second half is not much to worry about so um i'm gonna go 51 wins 31 losses i'm gonna take the easy over for the raptors yeah, I'm taking the over to 52 and 30, I guess, is my official prediction for this, even though I actually think 51 is where I settle in. That's fine. We'll go on now to our second to last, the penultimate question. Total Can I make posts- one quick point? Sorry. Yes. Uh, just do. in terms of the win, because I think, Sahal, you bring up a, an interesting point in that, oh, Miami won 53 games last season as the top seed. And I think something that's being forgotten going into this season is the fact that in general, you had lower win totals because all these teams had to deal with COVID. And so for mm. stretches of the season, you know, they missed out on wins that, that they would have regularly had. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think I, it would not surprise me if you saw two teams in the East win 60 plus games uh, and then sort of trickle down from there. I'd also say to that, like, I think Wemby is going to have a very stratifying effect on the standings this year. 
and we're going to see yeah. like 20, 18 to 20 teams that care and try to win a lot of games. We're also going to see 10 teams actively try to lose as many games as possible. I have a little spreadsheet put together of like all the different win totals to me- measure up to 1230, which is what you got to get to from a little predictions just for fun. Uh, and I have, I think, two teams in the entire NBA winning in the 30s. I just think if you're going to be in the 30s, you might as well win in the 20s. And if you're in like the upper 30s, you might just luck into a few extra wins and become a 40-win team just because no one is trying to lose uh, You know the, that weird number of games that's going to land you where the Wizards end up in the lottery every year. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a lot of wins packed at the top. I think my number one seed I have is philly with like 58 or something like that so um yeah i think there's going to be a higher one seed for sure this year than there was mm-hmm. last year let's go to total postseason wins play-in included so after the regular season ends how many games will the raptors win on top of that three and a half is what i have set it at this year they won two games after the regular season last year of course against the philadelphia 76ers I uh, will go to who goes first here? Who, uh, Sahal, I think. Sahal, oh, over under three and a half postseason wins for your Toronto Raptors this year. Ah, do the Raptors get to the second round? This is a great one. Um, doesn't just doesn't have to be the second round. They could win two play-in games as a nine nine oh. seed, for example, and still have yeah. two wins there and lose in six sure. and still go over. So that's true. Um, Ah, this is difficult because the East, I can see, oh man, you just never know because Brooklyn can just be an eighth seed. The Cavs can lose guys during the season and just come in as an eighth seed and the Raptors might be a two seed or it could be anything. I mean, um, I'm I'm going to stick with my optimism and I'm going to go over uh, for the All Raptors right. postseason wins. Um, I do not think they get, in, they get the play in, but I do think they win their first round matchup um it is very difficult to say because you do not know who they're going to be matched up with it could be anybody um injuries the injury bug can hit anybody so um we'll see i'm gonna go over the the perilousness of the bracket is uh is really hanging over this question i think (laughs) vivek who are you going here or what are you doing Uh, who are you going which way are you going here as I try to figure out how to use my five W's correctly? Are you going over or under three and a half postseason wins? I'm going to take the over. I think the Raptors win a first round series. It would not surprise me if they lost one, um, but I am going to be an optimist. I think the Raptors are going to have a matchup that works out. I think they are going to secure a home court for their first round matchup. And so... I will give them the edge and get over those uh, three and a half wins. You're going to make me bet against my heart, aren't you? Because I don't want to have the same picks as you. I want to win this thing. And I had a lot of overlap (laughs) picks with Vivek today. All but one, I think we've been the same on. So yeah, guess what? I'm saying screw it. We're going with the under. I'm going to be the big party pooper. If you want my actual optimism, go check out Post Touches. My post that went up last week, I dug into my East predictions, and I have the Raptors beating the Cavaliers in the first round in what will probably go down as like a classic series as it's like the first showdown between Barnes and Mobley. It'll be awesome. However, 
I also know that me predicting a 4-5 Raptors-Cavs series is me very much hoping to talk something into existence. And what's far more likely is the Raptors will run into a Brooklyn, like a healthy functioning Brooklyn or a Miami or a Boston or a Philly or a Milwaukee in the first yeah. round. And I think they will lose that series, whoever they play. And so it gives me no pleasure to say I'm taking the under here. I kind of believe they're going to win a series, honestly, but uh, it totally is dependent on the matchup. And because you guys both went over, I'm going to try the strategic move here and take the under, even if it doesn't totally reflect my personal opinions. Sean, uh, Sean it's yeah. a win-win. It's a win-win for you because, I mean, it's, it's the happiness hedge, right, baby. Yeah. The ra- exactly. There we go. <laughs> there yeah. we go. It's what I tell people to do all the time whenever I'm talking about our <laughs> yeah. lovely pet partners over at Bet Online is uh, bet against the team you like and you can never lose. I should have taken that advice with the stupid Blue Jays. All right, let's continue on here. The final one, season-ending award winners. You've got MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and I guess, what's the other singular award? Coach of the Year? Executive of the Year doesn't count. It's a dumb award. It makes no sense, so we're not counting that. But we've also got All-Rookie, All-Defense, All-NBA. The big awards everyone votes on at the end of the year. The Raptors had three of them last year. Pascal Siakam on an All-NBA team, Scotty Barnes on the All-Rookie team, and Scotty Barnes winning Rookie of the Year. So, we bring it to the this year. I got the over-under set at 1.5. 1.5 for major end-of-season awards. I guess it's my turn to go first on this one. I am going to say it finally happens. OG Ananobi's making an All-Defense team, or a Raptor, but I think OG is going to do it. And I'm saying the Raptors get a Pascal Siakam All-NBA season and an OG Ananobi All-Defense season. And that gets them to the over. I don't feel awesome about it. Siakam just made the All-NBA team last year. There's healthier forwards in the NBA this year. So maybe it's a bit of a tougher competition. I don't feel awesome. But I am going to take the over and say that they get at least two end-of-season awards. With maybe a little Nick Nurse Coach of the Year love mixed in. Because people tend to remember, oh yeah, Nick Nurse, pretty great at his job when the Raptors are winning lots of of games big v i'll go to you next what you got here i think this one is really interesting uh because i have confidence that someone will make the all defense team i mm-hmm. think uh i actually think it'll be fred who makes the all defense interesting team, uh because i like that he, he narrowly missed out last season shit um, get him all defense so... if marcus smart can win the damn thing right <laughs> 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 and so i feel like you know, there before you make the team, there's always like that previous year of like recognition that comes, and so I sure. feel like last year was Fred's recognition year, and this is the mm. year that he'll make it. What I feel less certain about is Pascal actually making the All NBA team just because of all these guys coming back from injury, and you have mm. you know Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy, and you know you would expect the Lakers to be more competitive. So LeBron's going to be in there. Zion's going to be in there. So I feel the competition for the all NBA team is going to be really steep. And so I am going to go with the under. Okay. Hating ass Vivek, I believe is your (laughs) name now. Yeah. (laughs) And say that. Yeah. Well reasoned. You, you got all these good teams, all these winning teams, and I feel like uh, Pascal is going to miss out in terms of that popularity contest, hmm. but I think Fred will get the recognition for the all-defense. Of course, my uh, 
all of this I said without even acknowledging the fact that Gary Trent Jr. is going to win the Sixth Man of the Year award once they finally make the mm. right decision and put him on the bench. So this complicates matters. Sahal, over under one and a half end of season Raptors awards. Yeah, this is that's the award I was actually just thinking of the Sixth Man of the Year award. I don't know, mm. you know, if Gary's going to be the one eligible. If it's going to be Precious, Chris Boucher. Um, What's going to happen is Precious and Gary are going to start 41 games each, and I think yeah, ruled ineligible or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'm with Vivek when he says All NBA is tough this year, man. Like it's it's really really tough. Like you guys named some of the guys Zion. Goodness gracious, it's going to be very difficult. And I think because I predicted 51 wins for the Raptors, that in my kind of imagination puts the Raptors somewhere in the third to fifth seed in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. Um, and when you when you look at that, they were the fourth seed last year, and Pascal didn't have great, great competition. I mean, this year it's great competition. It was good competition mm-hmm. for that All-NBA spot. Um, so I don't think we're going to get an All-NBA for the Raptors. I do think all defense is going to either go to OG or Fred. The, the, the NBA mm-hmm. media cannot disrespect the Raptors for this long. Um, it's, it's been a while. Um, that the Raptors have have won an extremely, extremely prestigious award. Um, but I do – this is tough because I feel like I've been agreeing with Vivek a lot. <laughs> and I don't like doing that because I'm really trying to really – I mean, in fairness, thing. he wins every year, so maybe you want to agree with him. <laughs> Just hope for a tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've already got two two little disagreements with him on the on the offensive ranking and the, and the total dunks. But mm. I'm going to go under as well. I just okay. I don't think the Raptors get an All NBA guy this year, and I think Christian Coloco is just not going to have enough games played, minutes played to to mm-hmm. get on that All Rookie team as well. Sixth man of the year, I mean, I'll welcome it, but it's going to be super tough. One last thing, and I know because this is our last one, uh, Sean, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, to any New York Jets fans out there, I just want to quickly say because we are we are on a Locked On podcast. Locked on Jets is my favorite New York Jets podcast. It's look ran at this. by John. Look at this. Look at John this. Butchko. Beautiful. Shout out to John Butchko. He is my favorite. It's my go-to podcast. I always listen to. So I wanted to. I wanted to say it honestly on the last episode, but you guys can see New York Jets. We're four and two. So shout out to John Butchko. He is um, the host of my favorite Jets podcast. So I just wanted to quickly mention that before we close it up. Of course. Uh, we, we love to finish off on a note of promotion. Very well done. Uh, you're taking the under. I got the over. Vivek's got the under here. So to recap, uh, Raptors make the All-Star game 0.5. We all took the over. Ra- number of players to score 30-plus in a game, 5.5. We all took the over. Which player leads the Raptors in total dunks? Uh, both o- uh, OG was the pick of both Vivek and I. Precious versus Sahal. Total wins against Eastern Conference opponents. 29.5 was the over-under. I took the under. You both took the over. Final offensive ranking, 14.5. Uh, both Vivek and I took the under. Sahal took the over, meaning they're going to finish better than 14th or 14th or better, that is. Final defensive ranking, 7.5. We all took the over. Regular season wins, 46.5. We all took the over. I said 52 and 30. Vivek said 53 and 29. Sahal said 51 and 31, stealing my valor. We got uh, total postseason wins, plain included. Uh, the over under was 3.5. I took the under. You both took the over. And season ending award winners, I took the over at 1.5. You guys both took the under. It's very compelling stuff. Also, there will be a tiebreaker assigned to this as well, since we did not have a tiebreaker last season. And so what I need from both of you guys right now is to tell me, how many points will Terrence Ross score for the Orlando Magic this season? If he gets traded, we stop oh, wow. the count. 
Yeah. How many points is Terrence Ross total scoring for the Orlando Magic this coming season? Total. Oh, man. Total. John, you're putting us on the spot. Oh, I know I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His um, career high for points in a season, just for context, 1,223. That was four seasons ago. His second full season in Orlando. His last season, 629. Uh, so feel free to throw out your guesses based on that. I'll go uh, 820. Yeah. 10 points 820. again. 820. <laughs> Hell yeah. We love it. We love it. 820. Uh, I am, of course, going to say uh, 690. And uh, Sahal, what you got? 420? Uh, something else? What you got? <laughs> I um, His minute total dropped last season. I guess sure they did. were just... Yep. Um, <laughs> Sure. They were really uh, thrown off. They're like, we can't have this one guy shooting threes for us. That's not what we do here. Is, we can't shoot threes. <laughs> this is really going to come down to how many games Terrence Ross plays. Um, so Vivek said eight twenty. You said six ninety. Yeah, I probably went high. Is what you said? Fine. Vivek's way too Also fine. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go right in between because I know Vivek just said that. I'm going to go right in between. I'm going to go seven fifty. All right, beautiful. I can't wait until he scores 600 and I win. All right, good stuff, guys. This is only going to come up in the event of a tie break, so it's not like you had to get this close. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's yeah. basically luck of the draw afterwards. I, Either way, can I, we've, can I actually, yeah. Sean, amend? Amend? Am I allowed to do that? Or is, was it, is it, if you want to amend your tiebreaker guess, yes, you can, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be a real, you know, piece of crap right now to sean and i'm gonna go right underneath him at 689 no you um, said 750 gonna... it's already came Sorry. i've established this rule from earlier you can't change okay, it. i'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm, it's on I'm wax go way lower honestly i just don't think <clears throat> terrence ross I think i'm sorry it's on wax we've we've already used this, this precedent from earlier in the show when i Done. wanted to change it can't is. do it 750 Done. it is i'm sorry i even gave you the hope of some leeway there <laughs> This is just irresponsible on my end. All right. That's going to do it. We are through two parts. 18 questions and a really fun Terrence Ross-witted tiebreaker. Really fun, <laughs> other people are saying. Uh, we are through it. So that brings us to the end. We're going to wrap things up here. Before we do that, however, tomorrow, when this episode, or I guess today, as you're listening to this episode, go to my pinned tweet on Twitter and also the community tab on the YouTube channel. You'll be able to fill out your own ballot for this year's Locked On Over Unders and Prop Spectacular. And whoever has the best ballot, the most points after the 18 questions and the tiebreakers and the bonus points is going to win tickets to a Raptors game regular season in the 2023-24 season. You'll be able to go with your choice of a friend of your choosing, or you can go with me if you want. That's, that's on the table as well. So... Keep an eye out tomorrow. We'll put that out. We'll have you get your submissions in before tip-off of the opener on Wednesday, and you'll play along with the over-unders, and it's a really fun thing. We'll do our check-ins throughout the year and all that stuff as well. Vivek, I love Sahal, this effort to get you. me some competition. Yeah, okay. You made, you made that joke in a text to me earlier, full disclosure. It's not funny when you use it twice at the same day. Vivek, I can't uh, what you got for promotion? For the first time. <laughs> all right. Promote away, please, sir usual stuff uh <laughs> raptors.com and cbc sports and you can follow me on twitter at vivek m jacob we love it so hall what you got to promote yeah we're going to be starting up uh the wrap up i mean wrap up the post game show with the usually run for raptors republic has already started for the preseason games wednesday is the home opener um or the opener i should say against cleveland um 
and we're going to be there every single post game show on Raptors Republic, the official post game live show wrap up. Myself, Oren Weisfeld, uh, Aiden Moss, Kyle Brickman, and sometimes Zarar. For all you Raptors Twitter fans who love Zarar, <laughs> Zarar is there as well sometimes. Amazing. Uh, the OG. We love Zarar. Uh, that's going to do it. He likes terrible soccer teams, but that's fine. We're going to wrap it yes. up there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Over Under Spectacular. My favorite episode to do each and every year, even though Vivek and Sahal are on it. It's uh, still a pretty good time. It's, it speaks to the quality of the concept that the company doesn't drag it down. All right, we'll wrap it there. Talk to you again on Wednesday. Katie Heidel's going to pop by. We're going to tee up the season opener against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That'll be all sorts of fun. And, uh, you know, we'll recap it on Thursday, do the regular stuff through the week thank you for tuning in we'll talk to you again on wednesday with another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today